Hey everyone, it's George from the Race Space Podcast, a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast to promote the rise in obstacle course race in the Middle East. The series of episodes will contain interviews from obstacle course race athletes locally and internationally. We will also have interviews with race directors from Spartan Race to Tough Mudder, Desert Warrior Challenge to Ice Warrior Challenge and different obstacle course race training groups in the Middle East. So please feel free to listen to these episodes, support the athletes and support obstacle course race in the Middle East. And if you do have any feedback or suggestions, drop them in the comments below. And before we kickstart this episode, we have an important message. So check this out. Spartan is a global fitness brand with a 10 million strong community. We create transformational events, experiences, products and content to help people, companies and teams tear down boundaries and expand what they believe to be possible. From day one, nearly two decades ago, we've been champions of human transformation. We live to help people get outside, eat healthy and develop habits that lead to a life of constant progress. With a family of brands, we push people from every corner of the globe outside their comfort zones and immerse them in a world of tough fitness and elite sports. We do this because when you can face and overcome adversity head-on, your potential is limitless. This year in December, in Abu Dhabi, the land of the gazelle, thousands of athletes and spectators will gather at the metropolis in the desert to compete for Spartan immortality. This is a unique opportunity to watch the world's best obstacle course race athletes compete for the world championship and have your group conquer the course themselves for Spartan World Championship ticket details and registration to the program. See the link below and there is also a discount code so see the show notes below for the discount code and the registration link and hopefully see you at Al Wadbar. Now let's kick start today's episode. Hey everyone, it's George from the Race Space Podcast and today we have a very uh, special guest called Jason Castillo, often called as Master Jason. Now, I really like this particular episode because when you listen to this episode, one thing which stands out uh, Jason from the other athletes is, is his enthusiasm in the obstacle course race. What I really like what he said in this podcast was just having a good time when you're doing the obstacle course race. What was surprising for me that uh, he was a sprinter because uh, I found I was under the impression that, you know, he does marathons, he does ultra marathons. But uh, he's an absolute uh, beast of ours, you know, sprinting is concerned. He also shared his experience about obstacle course race in Romania. And he also has few suggestions to race directors. So if you're a race director, you know, I think some of the points that he said is absolutely valid. And he also shared some of uh, a very beautiful story about, you know, how helping people in the course actually helps the coach as well. And it makes memorable experience for the athlete as well as for the coach too. Towards the end of the podcast, he's also given some suggestions, you know, for fellow athletes, fellow listeners, in case you guys do want to go ahead and follow him up on uh, on his social media. What I'll do is, you know, I'll also throw in his uh, Instagram ID. I'll also throw in his uh, training group. So in case you guys do want to follow him, this, the link for all of these things will be in the show notes below. So let's kickstart this episode. So Jason, thank you so very much for doing this. Really, really do appreciate you taking part of being in this Rise in the OCR podcast. So how has your day been so far? Today's the last working day of the week, right? Yeah, definitely great. It's the weekend and I got to get home from 12.30 from office. So it's like a half day work. Oh, that's really More nice. Time at home. <laughs> yeah, so every yeah. Fr- Fridays you have just half day work, right? Yeah, well, basically my company, you still have to make 
40 hours per week. So what I do during the first four days is I work extra so I can leave early on Friday. Ah, that is a brilliant, brilliant move. And I think it's like a flexible timing. Ah, that's a lucky thing. And I think there are a couple of companies in Sharjah. I think they have three days working off also. And uh, we're doing speaking. the same. It's yeah, good. They... I mean, it's, it's like it's up to you what you want to do. Absolutely. You want to work more in the week or you want to come back home early in the weekend, spend the weekend longer than the usual, you know. That is absolutely brilliant, Jason. Uh, thanks so much for that. So, Jason, can you tell our listeners a bit about yourself, where you're originally from, and how did you move to Dubai, and how did you get into obstacle course race? Well, so basically, first of all, I'm in Abu Dhabi, uh-huh. but Dubai is not that far. Yeah. Um, I was here, I was brought up here since I was five years old, back in 1989. Oh, okay. So, I literally grew up here as a child. Okay. Okay. Parents were here, we studied here, and yeah, fast forward to 30 years after, <laughs> oh, I'm man. still here. Yeah. That is brilliant. So you definitely have the entire experience in the change of UAE. So yeah, definitely, it. yes. Before, like whenever weekend comes, we mm-hmm. travel to Dubai most of the time. And oh, the only place to go through was Al Ghurair. Oh yeah, I live quite okay. nearby to Al Ghurair Mall, in fact, yeah. <laughs> That was like everyone's destination for a weekend, especially coming from Abu Dhabi. Because <laughs> we don't have much in Abu Dhabi, everything was Dubai. That is brilliant. That's great to know. I wasn't aware about that. And this is definitely kind of breaking news for me. And how did you get involved <laughs> in obstacle course race? And how did you find out about OCR? So let me tell you something about my, my, my history for a while. Uh-huh. I'm basically a sprinter. So okay. I'm more of a short distance runner, uh-huh. 100 meters, 200 meters, 400 meters, 800 meters. So I don't normally run like 5K, 10K. All right. oh, okay. And then, yeah, one day a friend of mine just suddenly say, let's go join this event. I said, what event? Uh, something, <laughs> something new, something different. Okay, let's go. And I'm like, I'm just register nothing later kind of guy, you know? Okay, <laughs> yeah. now what? <laughs> So I didn't know that we we're going for something that requires physical preparations for such races. So uh-huh. the first time I've done an OCR, I didn't know what OCR meant that time. Uh-huh. It was the Desert Warrior Challenge. Oh, okay. So it was in 2015, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. So my friend, he got three, uh, four tickets. So he told me, okay, get me two more. <laughs> so we were like... I don't know. I don't know anyone else who likes these things, you know? So yeah. I just brought up my two brothers, younger ones, and I told okay. them, let's go. Where are we going? Just let's go. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely so, crazy. It is, it is nice. It, it was unexpected. And I saw the, the photos like online, what is uh-huh. the Desert Fire Challenge? And I was like, whoa, this is nice. And then my friend was just telling me about it, like, let's just go, let's just try it out. And, and it's free. What else, what you can lose, you know? Let's please try, let's try. So and, we did it. Yeah, and when you saw the photographs, I mean, did you try to look at any YouTube videos as well in terms of, you know, I'm not sure if YouTube videos were there for Desert Warrior Challenge back then or... Back then I was not into YouTube. I didn't even know YouTube existed in oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I know YouTube was there, but... Uh, it's not like nowadays, like every Correct. day it's YouTube clips and all that. 
So yeah. I just went to the website because my uh, friend told me it's called Desert Warrior Challenge. Oh, it's a challenge. Yeah. And I Googled it and all. I've seen the photos, like clips from the website itself. And I was like interested about it. It's interesting. Big guy, muscle guy, endurance type of people doing such race. And I was like, okay, let's try it. Why not? Because I'm more of a, I'm always confident in doing new things, especially adventurous things. So. And how, what is your experience like in terms of, you know, the expectation versus reality? So when you are in the actual course, what was going through your thought process and what is it that was going in your mind when you were doing the first obstacle course race? So basically, like, there was running involved. So all runners or beginner runners, they always run fast in the first, say, 200, 300 meters. Next thing you know, you're like panting your breath out. And like, yeah. Okay. But in between, if you're with a group of friends or you're in a group or a pair, you always think that you're not alone. You're yeah. discussing, you're having fun together. You're discussing or talking about things while running. Yeah. While other people are also running with you. you know? So the pace is not like of a marathon pace or something. You're there to have fun. So I didn't, in the beginning, I didn't felt like it was tiring. I was actually enjoying it. And then I was like telling my brothers, come on, let's go. Even I have my GoPro that time, you know. Yeah. And uh, was that like a 5K distance or was that like a 10K distance? Back? It, it was a 5K distance. 5K distance. I think that's the only thing they give for free that time. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think that time even the T-shirts were a little bit different and they used to give a headband, Um, you know, the, that is for the number of races yeah. that you do. So the Desert Warrior Challenge, they give you a dog tag for finish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I remember it was a cotton shirt afterwards, so it was okay. I'm using it until now for sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. And so going back to from 2014 or 15 to when you did your first race till now, 2022, how many obstacle races have you done so far? And what has been the overall experience been like? Password till now, I think I have had several... I don't know, approximately 50, 60 races, including yeah. the virtual ones. Like you have Spartan race, you have Tough Mother race, you have uh, Nas Night Challenge. Yep. All of these, you know, accumulated till now. Yeah, there's a lot of experience, I can yeah. say. 50, and, 50. And for our listeners, you know, if in case if you'd follow Jason on his Instagram profile or if you're attending any obstacle course race, I definitely see him pretty much in each and every obstacle course race. And when we were chatting yesterday about, you know, the podcast, I actually told him that he is a professional athlete because, you know, you see him in pretty much all the obstacle course race and everyone in Dubai who are from the Filipino community and all the athletes, I think everyone knows who Master Jason is. So, you know, I would definitely consider you as one of the OGs. And that was one of the reasons why, you know, we decided to have you in one of our top uh, podcasts as well. And uh, can you tell us about any obstacle course race, Jason, that you've done outside of uh, UAE? And what has that experience been like? So there is one in Oman, mm -hmm. like a trifecta weekend. I think it's yep. happening every year. I'm mm -hmm. actually waiting for this year, but I didn't get the information till now. Uh -huh. So we have Oman. I've been running or racing in Romania. Yep. Uh, my, my wife is Romanian, so whenever we go for vacation, I make sure... Yeah. The vacation period falls within that race, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> correct, yeah. yeah so international, yeah. 
I haven't done Philippines. I'm surprised oh. myself why I haven't been there. <laughs> oh, I was thinking that, you know, you might have done, because uh, in Philippines, there are quite a lot of events which are taking place, especially this year. Yeah, and, you know, it became it became some popular event yep. nowadays that I'm so excited to do one race at least in the Philippines, considering I'm always here. Traveling to Philippines is more expensive compared to traveling to Romania. Because you pay for the distance to get the, the fuel for the airline. Oh, I wasn't aware about that. In fact, going back to 2020, before the COVID, you know, I made plans to go to a couple of uh, OCR events. And one of them was Batangas and the other one was in Bohol and quite a lot of other places. But COVID hit and we could not make that plan. So what has your experience been like, let's say, doing obstacle course race in Oman and in Romania? And if you were to compare that, let's say, to obstacle courses in UAE, what are the key differences and what are the expectations and what was your personal feeling in that? So each one is different. They have mm -hmm. their own pros and cons. The level of difficulty for me personally, mm -hmm. I think Romania is quite challenging yep. compared to Liwa. Last oh, yeah. year's Liwa was really challenging for me. And yeah. then I came to, to, to Romania it is all mountains. It's like up and down the mountains. And it's different feeling when you are running on the sand. Of course, yeah. it's quite challenging, but I felt more challenged climbing 6,000 feet of a mountain than, yeah. than the sand dune, you know. So yeah. I had like a lot of muscle tension <laughs> and cramps, which I didn't felt much in, uh, in Liwa. So I basically survived Liwa, but here I can say I was like, if I, if I had nine lives, I have one <laughs> life left, something like that. And, and you know, that the point the that feeling. you mentioned that, that it was much tougher than Liwa, I think there was another fellow athlete, I think it was uh, MQ. He had gone to Romania as well, and he said the same thing as well, that uh, the OCR in Romania was probably the hardest that he has ever done. Yeah, Mohammed. Uh... And his wife also. Uh, I've seen them there. I think yeah. Daniel was there also, one of the Romanian guys. So basically everyone is like surprised. Like, why is it that challenging, you know? Yeah. Which is good. I mean, it's something to look forward to prepare for in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let alone the Greece event, which I haven't done. But I heard it's also quite challenging then, yeah. uh, the races. I was going to ask, you know, a follow-up question on that. So let's say when you did your obstacle course race in Romania or let's say in Oman, are there any preparatory work that you do in terms of travel or in terms of looking at the course map? If there is, let's say, elevation, is there anything, something different that you do? Or are there any areas that you look at? Well, looking at the technicalities, I'm not that guy who is really so serious, like, oh, I have to know. I have yeah. to measure the elevation and all. I have to prepare everything. So I'm more of a, let's enjoy this moment, you know? Yeah. You're going there. You're going to prepare for transportation, yeah. the accommodation, the food. Yeah. All right. What to do after the race. Yeah. So traveling always requires preparation. Yeah, like at least, at least a month. Just to make sure you don't fall into like other requirements going to that country. Yeah. visa or whatever requirements or restrictions but the most important part is preparation for the race like the yeah. training so if you're actually 
going for an age category, like competition wise, mm-hmm. I, I would suggest like two to three months preparation. But if you're just there to have fun with friends, a group of friends, open category, um, like the standard lifestyle of working out three times a week, yeah. running two times a week, that's fine. That is okay. I mean, you, you'll manage to finish. That is absolutely brilliant. I'm moving on to, you know, obstacle course race, let's say within UAE. Let's talk about some of your favorite obstacle course race. I mean, there are quite a lot of different OCRs. And one, I wouldn't, I'm not sure if it is an obstacle course race. One thing which happened in Abu Dhabi was Ring the Bell. Yeah, ring so, the Bell is a different concept of, I think, functional competition. Uh-huh. So where they incorporated some obstacles in the, in the program or in the event. Oh, okay. So it's like you do some workout exercises. And then you see an obstacle there like the monkey bars, the rings, mm-hmm. rope climb, because uh, Desert Shield Fitness, yeah. they have this facility and they mm-hmm. have these obstacles. So they incorporated yeah. or hi- made it a, as a hybrid event. Excellent. So it's a functional with obstacles, something like that. Oh, brilliant. So in UAE, which is one of your favorite, uh, something that you particularly look forward for? Like as an event or? Yeah. So among all the obstacle course race, let's say among Tough Mudder, among Spartan Race, among oh, Desert Warrior okay. Challenge, which is it that is your favorite? Um, I like them all, you know, because first uh-huh. of all, I'm an ambassador to the Spartan, Spartan yeah. franchise. I'm also an ambassador to the Tough Mudder, the Decafit, yep. Spartan Trail. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Uh, Desert Warrior Challenge, I'm not that much uh, into participation. Um, and other things like DecaFit is another new franchise from the Spartan. Yeah. So this is more like of a functional, functional, um, event rather than an obstacle event. That is correct. So, yeah. yeah. But in so other you, countries, I heard they have other events, you know, which I haven't tried yet. Like you have uh, the mud race and you have the savage race and Viking race as well. Yeah, quite a lot of correct, ones. Correct, yeah. So Jason is being very loyal and not making any preference, which is also absolutely good. So tell our mm-hmm. listeners, Jason, let's say, what is it that you particularly do? Let's say if there is an obstacle course race in UAE, is there anything that you do, let's say, or something that you mentioned two or three months before the race if you're participating in an age category? Is there anything you'd like to tell listeners in terms of what is that that they need to do? And any recommendations that you have, let's say, three to um, four months before the race, two months before the race, one month before the race, few days before the race and on the actual race day. Is there any recommendation you'd have to uh, make to them? Yeah, based on experience, I've gone through all that. A day Mm -hmm. before the race, a week before the race, a month before the race, six months before the race. I've done it all. I mean, I've tried it all. So it was like learning baby steps or rather yep. learning from experience. So I would suggest or I would recommend, um, if you're going for any race, first of mm-hmm. all, you have to love it because if you don't love it, then you will not love what you're going to do in the preparation period. So if you love running, which is the basic uh, foundation of all these obstacle course races, if you're really, really good at running, you'll have a, like, you can say 60%, you finished the course. So yep. let alone the 40% with the upper body strength, skills, agility techniques and all that. So um, preparation is really something to look forward if you don't want to end up having injuries in the end of the race. <laughs> Otherwise, you will finish it with all cramps and all that. 
but it's up to you. Like, if you went yeah. there for fun, that is okay. Uh, expectations of injuries, uh, for sure, don't be surprised. Yeah. But again, if if it's something you look forward to participating, like uh, repeatedly, reoccurring every year, twice a year, then preparation is always there. One month is enough. Yeah. yeah. And what, what I really like in something which I personally echo is, you know, why you do an obstacle course race. For me, if, you, if you've seen my videos, I'm always smiling. I literally enjoy doing that. Whereas my other colleague and other co-host, they are the most serious when they are running. For them, maybe their goal of doing the obstacle course race is different. So I totally agree, you know, with your point. Try to identify why you're doing this race and have a good time. So definitely brilliant point. And uh, is there any recommendation you'd like to give the listeners, let's say, just a week before the race and on the race day, is there anything specific that they need to do in terms of resting period or in terms of diet that they need to follow? Yes. So if you haven't trained and it's the week before the race, mm -hmm. I'm here for you. I'll pray <laughs> yeah. for you. <laughs> you, can, you can have like minimal <laughs> cramming <laughs> sort yeah. of training, uh -huh. but... Um, it depends on the person. Like if he's actively doing other stuff, like let's say he's playing football or basketball, or is going regularly to the gym, not really preparing specifically for the race, then you're okay. I mean, you have that um, ability Fitness. to adapt yeah. while you're in the course. Mm -hmm. Let's say you haven't been running, like long distance running, and then suddenly you ended up in the 5K race. You'll end up running, walking, running, walking, having fun with the course. You'll yeah. end up eventually uh, finishing it, but not in the uh, expected timing, you know. And I think what uh, Spartan Race has done, and I believe they started it with uh, the night race that they started in uh, during the Ramadan, the NAS night event. So for newcomers, they have started this thing where there is an option to run it uh, with an XGX coach. And I think you were one of them who actually was helping newcomers as well, right? Yes. So we were like. Um, given an opportunity and mm -hmm. we grabbed it not everyone joined because some of them are racing uh -huh. but uh, we voluntarily joined it and it is it is one of the core reasons why you're an sgx as an sgx coach mm -hmm. you want to help out you want yep. to like provide your skills for them to develop themselves you know so it was it was really a nice experience because we had a really very special person who joined us that day mm -hmm. and not everyone okay is able to do a race yeah and considering her uh conditions and all and he she managed to to race so she and some of the colleagues of hers joined the race although we were like running and walking yeah it's the it's the journey that she went through finishing yeah. the race you know? And that is what becomes a memorable experience for her as well as for a coach as well, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And we had the photos and videos and we shared it with them. And she, they were very, very, uh, how you say, they ended up wanting more. Like, next time yeah. let's do this, next time let's do that. That is a brilliant feeling. Yeah. And now moving on to my next question, Jason. What is some of your favorite obstacles, if you have any one, two, or three favorite obstacles that you enjoy doing the most? So in different races, I have some different um, favorites, you can say. So let's start with Spartan Race. Uh -huh. My all-time favorite is the barbed wire crawl. Oh, okay. 
So I love doing the crawl as fast as I can. Okay. Even I think I have a video online, but I have to find it. It's in Vimeo somewhere. So okay. not everyone can can sprint a crawl. Absolutely. All right? yeah. Everyone is actually just crawling like slow motion, yeah. or rolling and getting dizzy after that. So my um, approach to the barbed wire is a sprint. <laughs> you might have seen some recent videos from Spartan uh, posts like yeah. fastest guy in the sprint. I would just I like, like to say oh, that, I, yeah. I, I can do this. You know, maybe I'm even faster than this guy, but I, oh. I, I'm not sure. But, you know, I have the videos, but I didn't post them just to brag. But yeah, my we, favorite is the barbed wire. Yeah, we definitely need to go and look at that video because the video that you mentioned about the Spartan guy, he was fast. And, but knowing your history and knowing how you do, I definitely think you might be faster than him as well. <laughs> but yeah, Who knows? great point. I'm short guy. And maybe that guy is taller, so he might have been faster. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What about the other uh, obstacles that you like? Um, in Spartan or in other? Okay, let's go with the other events like Tough Mother, for example. Mm. What was the name? We're in... Um, Is that the water? Blockness monster? No, it was like that. One fourth pipe. Wherein you oh. run. I think it's called Everest. Oh, yeah, you correct. run. Everest 2.0, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was like a half, a one fourth, a quarter pipe. Correct, yeah. Yeah. So the same with the Desert, desert Warrior Challenge. Uh-huh. So that quarter pipe is uh, my favorite. Why? Because not everyone can actually sprint it and reach the top without mm-hmm. the help of a rope or something. Yeah. Yeah, and especially uh, what I think for shorter people like me is I'm only five feet too, you know. I have tried that numerous times, but finally I end up using, uh, you know, the rope. But yeah, that is an absolutely <laughs> brilliant obstacle. And I think the one at Desert Warrior Challenge, they always have that as the last obstacle, right? Yeah, yes. It's quite challenging, and, but it's nice when you reach it. <laughs> absolutely. And uh, since we've talked about your favorite obstacle, would you like to tell our listeners what are your least favorite obstacles? Something that you absolutely dislike, yeah. So in Spartan race, I mostly um, fail the multi rig, especially okay. in the piece, oh. because of the endurance. And uh, I'm not that physically fit, as you can see. But mm-hmm. upper body is one of my weakness. Okay, so I ended up like almost touching the bell, or just before touching the bell. That is where I fail. So. But what they say, you know, you have to love what you hate. Correct, yeah. Yeah, so that is where I'm training now from this past year. So surprisingly, I did well in the Spartan race in in Romania. When I did the three races, it was a, week, a trifecta weekend. So beast uh-huh. and then the super and then the sprint. Sprint, okay. Surprisingly, I, I did them and it was great. Great yeah. feeling, I would say. And then gradually, the obstacles that you hate, once you start mastering it, that turns out to be one of your favorite ones also, right? Uh, they're uh, not my favorite yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one more race and it will be our favorite. <laughs> and uh, one, uh, one advice, let's say, because you are an XCX coach and you have done quite a lot of races, for the race directors, do you have any recommendations, something that you personally think? Are there any obstacles that could maybe completely be removed or are there any obstacles that you can think of that can be added either onto Spartan race, either on Tough Mudder, Desert Warrior Challenge, Ice Warrior Challenge or Ring the Bell, anything that you have for, and this is directly for the race directors. 
So it's basically, in my observation in the previous events, sometimes they duplicate the, the obstacles. For mm-hmm. example, if they have like, um, uh, how do you call this? In the last race I've been in Romania, uh-huh. so there was a spear throw. Okay. So somewhere in the mountain, there was a spear throw. And then there's again another spear throw near the race village. Oh, okay. You know? So it's like I failed one and I passed one. Then the next day I passed both, uh, I passed the other one. Then the other day I failed the other one. Uh, so oh, that is okay. one scenario. And in other races, like the, the wall or 12 foot wall. Wall climbs, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Even here in the in Romania, it was duplicated. And in other, in other races in the previous years, I believe there were also duplications of others. Yeah. This one, it's only within the beast, sometimes in the super. Because in yeah. the beast, you have to have more obstacles, I believe. Yeah. So those duplicates, instead of putting the same obstacle, they could have put something new, you know, yeah. like out of the box. Mm-hmm. For example, like in Romania, there is like the balance beam, where you okay. will cross the balance beam. Oh, yeah. This balance beam, you don't see it in Middle East. I never yeah. experienced a balance beam in the police. And, and I think, yeah, about Desert Warrior Challenge, they did in the last event, they had the number 10. You know, that is something which was unique. They tried, right, in the last... Uh, yeah, something, yes. Some other races, they have their own unique obstacles. I'm yeah. not sure if they have, like, uh, a policy, like, you do not copy this or something like that, but they can always be more creative in other things. Like, for example, they can use a balance beam, while holding yeah. a candle or holding an egg, whatever, you know, just think out of the box. Yeah. I think from a race director's point of view, you know, they have this franchisee that they receive from, let's say, Spartan Race and Tough Model, that they are supposed to use X number of obstacles. But maybe there is some room of improvement, you know, to go ahead and create their own race, something, you know, which is localized or to maybe UAE. Because I think uh, there was this obstacle course race called uh, Old School Challenge. Uh-huh. Uh, which uh, was which is more of an obstacle course race catered to UAE, and I believe it just happened once or twice. But yeah, definitely great point. So you know, a good message to the race directors of maybe not to have duplicate course races. So that is definitely a good point as well. Uh, Jason, based on your experience, do you have any uh, suggestion or advice to fellow athletes and to listeners about obstacle course race in general? So. First of all, it's fun. Yep. Some people uh, initially look at it as, oh, I cannot do that. It's too challenging. Oh, I have weak muscles. Oh, I cannot do These are like a representation of your life's challenges, you know? So if you overcome this race, the first thing is signing up. Yep. If you sign up, it is like an acknowledgement that you want to face the challenge. Yep. All right. This is the first step. If you sign up, you're one step closer to whatever you want to achieve. And it's the same in life. If you have other things that you're going through in life, this is the same approach. You prepare for it. You sign up for it. Have a goal. Go through it. Go with it with some people that you are with the community with or with your family, friends, everyone. You're not alone. You can always do it with anyone else. You know, Just believe that you can. So it's the same thing in the race. You sign up, you go for it. Just go through it, you know? You'll never know. You might be strong and you just didn't know you were. Yeah, Yeah, and that is a brilliant advice. And to be honest, even when I was starting my podcasting, 
I was a bit skeptical, you know, should I start my podcast? Should I not do my podcast? And what you said makes perfect sense. The moment you sign up for a race, after then you automatically start training, you automatically start going to the gym. But let's say if you haven't signed up for the race, you don't have the motivation to go to the gym. So absolutely brilliant advice. I totally agree. And besides obstacle course race and running, which you are a sprinter as well, are there any sports that uh, you particularly like or you're particularly actively involved in? And if that actually helps with obstacle course race as well. Yeah, definitely. Like I started as a sprinter. Mm -hmm. This is my first love. Mm-hmm. And I'm still doing sprinting, by the way, in spite of doing training for long distance. Oh, okay. I'm still doing my training for sprinting. Oh, so I was like, I'm like a jack of all trades and a master of none because I'm uh-huh. not really excelling, maximizing my potential in each. You know. So I'm still doing sprinting. I'm still doing the races in Dubai, like Ultimate Athletics, to be specific. So surprisingly, I'm still managing better than when I was in college, varsity, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I'm also playing basketball. Occasionally mm-hmm. for days because of the COVID and also I was like reluctant into playing close contact team sports, you know, it's like okay. when you play basketball, you have someone who needs to guard you and all that. So yeah. I was imagining like, oh, two meters, two meters, <laughs> <laughs> like you're holding the ball, you're telling the guy two meters. You know? <laughs> so since COVID came, everything stopped with basketball. Ah, I see. And basketball is massive, especially in the Philippines and in US. I mean, the amount of money the athletes earn. It's absolutely yeah, make it, is, it is. You'll find a lot of basketball courts in every street corners in Philippines. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. <laughs> and now finally, we have uh, three questions. I mean, two of them are not related to fitness and uh, one is related to obstacle course race. The first one is, what is your favorite music genre, if you have any music genre that you particularly like? Um, I don't normally listen much the music but mm-hmm. i used to listen to alternative rock mm, r&b excellent. sometimes rock like metallica and all that yeah brilliant yeah so um but while working out for example i'm not listening to music because i'm more focused on the the, the repetitions i'm more of thinking yep. rather than be distracted by music well some people tend to um, work better when they're having the music on. For music on and all that. But for me, it's not the case, even with running. I tried it before, even I bought my own, tried listening to music. Tried it just to, doesn't like, work. Right? Synchronize my run tempo with the music sound and all that, prepare your... But it didn't work for me much, so I, I didn't no, listen to much. But whenever I drive, I always re- listen to the radio, whatever is being played, mostly R&B. So that, that is fine. I mean, it's okay. Brilliant. And the second question, which is not related to running or fitness or OCR, is there any secret you'd like to confess to our listeners? Now, I'm hoping that you don't confess that you're a serial killer or you're fetish or anything. It's so absolutely any secret that you'd like to tell our listeners. If I tell it, it will not be a secret anymore. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. <laughs> that is a great point. Or anything that you want to get it out as long as you know you feel comfortable saying that or I'll give you a trivia though. Mm. Not everyone knows I'm lazy. Oh, okay. I am lazy. <laughs> but you know, it's always the laziest people who are active. I mean, if you look at uh, Jason, you know, you are there in pretty much all the obstacle course races. I think everyone knows who Jason is. 
And, you know, you see him in the, and he, you're among the top and pro athlete, I would definitely say. So, yeah, if you're saying you're lazy, I have this very notion that, you know, laziest <laughs> people, when it comes to getting things done, they're definitely extremely, extremely active. And one final fun kind of a question. If you were to have a gym equipment that would be associated to you, what do you think that would be? Hmm. You know, this curved treadmill, I think it's called an assault runner or something. Okay. Yeah. It's because I love sprinting. Yeah. So nowadays you will see them in the gym, but yeah. not all the gyms have it. I wish everyone had it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah that, it's associated with, with sprinting and all that. So. And I think at the High Rocks event that uh, hopefully will happen next year, I think they have a lot of uh, those treadmill as opposed to the regular treadmill too, right? Correct. Yeah. And uh, one final question is, you know, with the Spartan World Championship coming up in Abu Dhabi in December, uh, what are your expectations and what are you looking forward to? So compared to last year's Liwa, mm-hmm. I hope Alwapa will be a much better choice uh-huh. because Liwa is quite, um, you know, the travel going there. We had to prepare for the tent. We have to reserve the tents and all that camping. Yeah. Uh, the food, the transportation, like we were three drivers in one car, so we had to switch because <laughs> one of us sleepy, you know, like me, I, I, I hate long drives. So okay. I tend to like either drive 30 minutes and then swap <laughs> yeah. or I don't drive at all. But yeah, in the upcoming race, I believe I might, I might go for an age category this time because last year I was more focused on, um, running with a team mm-hmm. some of them are like first time runners yeah so i encourage them to to sign up and then we will run as a group so yeah. that's what we did that's what we did in al ain last year that's what we did in liwa so we were like just running with the group so we're having fun we're waiting for each other we started yeah. together we ended up together so this time around probably i'll be going for age category and try compete myself where do I stand in my current uh, fitness level yep let's see because I'm more prone now to injuries compared (laughs) to previous years (laughs) we're not getting younger yeah that's very very true in fact and um and one final question is you know do you want to tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you because what I've noticed is you know uh when I've seen you running you often motivate other people and you know a lot of people especially in Abu Dhabi they definitely look up to you so if any of the listeners want to get in touch with you, is there any social media channel that you would like to recommend for yourself? Any ambassador codes that you want to share to them so that, you know, they can use it or any training groups that you would want them to be aware about? Yeah. And sometimes part, part of my time during the days, like I, I coach individuals who mm-hmm. are keen into like a personal training sort of stuff how to improve their health, their fitness level, their nutrition and all. So I'm coaching them. Okay. So this, uh, I have my clients, you can say, um, two to three times a week out of my normal regular job before doing the group sessions and all that. And the best way to contact people uh, with reference to that, is it via the Instagram or can they send you an email or? Yeah. Currently my clients are like, some people that knows me, mm-hmm. so it's not really hard for them to contact me. Okay. Um, but again, they can always come to me in WhatsApp or Facebook or Instagram. So Sounds it's, it's publicized. 
Yeah. Sounds perfect. So what I'll do is, you know, I mentioned your Instagram profile in the show notes below. Yeah, you can find me in Facebook or Instagram as Master Jason. Mm-hmm. There's a, another history on why we call myself uh, Master Jason. This is okay. for another subject. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then, yeah, you can find me in Instagram and, and Facebook most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, any discount codes? Currently, there are no active codes yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might come at the later stage, like a month or two before yeah. the races comes. Yeah, and what else was the other question about? Oh, okay. that's it. If you have any YouTube video or anything. Oh, yeah, or something. yeah. So we have this group called Runthusiast. Yeah. So I'm one of the founders of the Runthusiast. We used to be a group here in Abu Dhabi, a running group. Mm-hmm. And then eventually uh, the coaches left. Some okay. of them went to Dubai, some of them left already. So there was a group and there was no coach. So I ended up like leading like yeah. the team. So I said, in order for me to more effectively guide them, I have to get my certification. So I did my certification and then I led the group, you know. Okay. So we have this run enthusiast group. It's like a um, running group. Yeah. And now we're also doing obstacle courses and we're having like three uh, training sessions in a week. So we have the long distance running, like five okay. to 10K. And then we have the sprinting for okay. the athletics. And then we Which have is your the, favorite, right? Uh, yeah. In the track, Side Sports City. And then we have the cross training, like the full body strengthening, heat exercises, cardio, and all that. Oh, Anyone nice. can join; it's for free, anyway. And you know, if there are any sponsors, if you guys are probably listening to this, I mean, what I'll do is, you know, I'll mention in the show notes your Instagram ID, the trading group that you have, and probably also mention, you know, if uh, anything else that you'd want me to add on that. Oh, uh, these guys from the Philippines. Um, we're not that close, but I know some of them. Uh-huh. If you want to get in touch, I can try to like reach them out. Probably yeah. they're busy training because they're always like competing national level, you know. Yeah, so, pro athletes. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, so what we were thinking of, you know, just focusing right now for UAE athletes, and then uh-huh. in the second stage maybe get the race directors. So you Correct. know, Duncan and you know, even Ryan and maybe even Spot and Josie. So I'm um, I'm not that like really. Um, expert on the nfts but what i know is nft is non-fungible token yeah it's something unique that it cannot be duplicated or whatever the nft you're talking about now is it like as a video or is it the podcast uh, as an nft or it'll it be more like a 3d image oh great 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 so the whole idea is because i'm working in the metaverse field as well so maybe two to three years down the line let's say whoever gets this nft in the metaverse platform you know they'll be able to use that 3d nft and right now to, to be honest the only reason for doing that is because that is in the hype right now there is oh, very yeah, yeah. little right. there is very little use case i'm not sure if you know that uh there was this nft called uh crypto arabs that, oh, really? got, that got sold for seven million dollars so these are you know there is just an image of a rock uh called as ether <laughs> rock that got sold for eight million dollars you know, because it is unique, it cannot be replicated, it cannot be duplicated. So, you know, it's being sold for, we are not expecting to make any money, but let's say someone who gets it, if, you know, OCR is famous, they might be able to earn millions and millions. And right now there is uh, the Museum of the Future. They are also planning to release an NFT. Does this count as an NFT? 100%, yes. To be honest, uh, you know Gary <laughs> V, right? Yeah. Yes, Gary V, I know. 
uh, if you get time, just a doodle, Gary Vee's uh, NFT. So what he's done is he's done exactly what you did. Oh, really? And Put people buy them, yeah? Uh, his was sold for $200,000, $300,000, exactly like what you did. So uh, it is called as doodle. So what you can do is, you know, with these NFTs, you can attach a couple of things. So the mm-hmm. same thing about that, that is an NFT. But what you can say is anyone who buys this NFT can get lifetime free personal training with me. Can uh, right. get, uh, let's, let's say if you want to give them Spartan Race free ticket. So you can say whoever buys this NFT from Jason gets free training from me, can get a free uh, ticket, let's say for, because you get ambassador codes, you can give them free. <laughs> so right now the hype is, so people are saying, you know what, I like this NFT. I want to have this one. People are paying millions, <laughs> in fact. <laughs> But yeah, that yeah, is exactly what idea. we did is an NFT, yeah. It is idea. crazy. And uh, our whole idea is to have seven NFTs, each replicating an Emory. But uh, we're still in the works of what it is. And you gave me an idea now. So maybe yeah. I will look into this and NFTs and all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you have any questions, you know, you're more than welcome to ask me because this is what I've been doing since 2013. And and uh, that's about it, Jason. Thank you really, really sorry much for doing this. Really appreciate you know you sharing your point of view an obstacle course race and really really appreciate you doing this year you know i just uh, just one note yeah. i always see you in the race especially top mother yeah. i didn't know you back then but i always see you like with a gopro guy so this yeah. is the guy i said i've seen this guy again then another race i've seen this guy again the same gopro you're holding <laughs> yeah for, for me for me my reason for doing obstacle course race is purely work-life balance yeah. So, you know, for me, if you see, I'm smiling most of the time. And something, you know, which I really like what you said, you know, is just having a good time. So, for me, that is kind of like, you know, the me moment, just to enjoy. And what you said, you know, the moment you sign up for the race, that's when you try to, you know, get motivated. So, yeah, for me. And because for me personally, my first passion is, you know, playing drums. The second one is stand up paddle boarding and then finally obstacle course race. So, but yeah thank you very much Jason for doing this really really appreciate it man have a nice week thanks, as well. thanks for the opportunity appreciate thanks, it man. have a nice weekend Jason likewise take care man bye, bye. see you around see bye, you bye. around